LA leaders call it the greatest thing ever to happen to LAX. Angelinos everywhere say, finally, LAX presents LAMP, a modernization project designed to relieve traffic congestion, connect LAX with public transit, and move you in and out of the airport on a people mover. Coming soonish to your airport, LAX. Get all the details at LAXisHappening.com. This is the Alliance Guys podcast on Blog Talk Radio for Alliance-Wrestling.com. Well, well, well. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Alliance Guys uh, podcast here on Saturday, June 29th. With me, as always, is DKM and our good friend Jaden. Hey, Jaden, before we get going today, I'd, I'd like for you to do me a favor. And that favor is, could you wish the great Dr. Zirconium a happy birthday from all of us here at the Alliance Guys podcast? I'd greatly appreciate it. Of course. With our host, Jay Cal, and co-host, DKM, and myself, Jaden, we like to wish the owner of Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators, Dr. Lawrence Zirconium, a very, ha- very special 75th happy birthday from here at the Alliance Guys and alliance-wrestling.com. The old guy is still alive and kicking. Oh, yeah. Still in, his secret, in the secret office of uh, doctoring. Right, the secret office of doctoring. Um, now, we there was some sad news this week, and I want to just briefly talk about uh, – you know, some people knew him as Doink the Clown or Big Josh in WCW. Uh, of course, the people um, knew him as Maniac Matt Bourne in the uh, Mid-South area in the early uh, 80s. Um, Matt Bourne joined our podcast uh, two years ago, um, and it was a great show. I really appreciated having him come on to our show. Um, the thing about Matt Bourne that uh, I really respected when he came on our show is he treated it like it was the big time. And he did a good job of, uh, you know, putting over the show, putting over the wrestlers that were going to be on the show that he was appearing at for uh, the NWA Southwest uh, Parade of Champions. And uh, he really made the event feel special. And I really felt like he went out of his way to to kind of put this show over and and, and put over really the entire uh, NWA at the time. I definitely agree. I'm not sure if we lost Jay there. But I definitely agree. Uh, Maniac Matt Bourne is going to be missed. Uh, and um, I hope I hope he's got a great tag team right now going with Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, wherever he might be. I hope he's having fun and kicking butt and taking names wherever he might be. Yeah, I, I got to see him and Buzz Sawyer as a tag team. They wrestled here in... Uh, World class shortly after they broke from the NWA, and they wrestled as a tag team, went all the way to win the tag team championship. Yeah, they had a very good run in world class. Had, uh, Matt Bourne had a great run in um, in mid south. Uh, he had a great run in Georgia, and he also people don't remember this. They often think of him when it came to the WWE WWF. They think of him as Doink the Clown, 
but he was on the very first WrestleMania against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I believe the third match in. So the man's been everywhere. All the major companies has done just about everything. I've seen him actually, I'd say a little, little over two months ago in a, on an event in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. He was wrestling and looked perfectly fine. Looked like, you know, it looked like it was 1985 all over again. He was kicking butt in the Mid-South area. So it's a real shock and a shame to see him go. Hopefully, again, um, hey, wherever he is, he's having a blast. Here's a bit of so trivia did, for you. What was uh, that, DJ? Matt, Matt Bourne had teamed with Arn Anderson, and they were actually the first tag team that was managed by Precious Paul Ellering. Really? Right after, right after Ellering stopped wrestling, he he started managing his the first people he ever managed were Arn Anderson and Matt Bourne as a tag team. And rumors were they were slated to win the national tag team titles, which were vacant. And slightly before they decided to fill the titles, uh, they came up with a new tag team, known as the, which became known as the Road Warriors, who replaced uh, Anderson and Bourne for the both as Paul Ellering's team that he managed and as the national tag team champions. Wow. Well, I think Matt Bourne and Arn Anderson would have been a great tag team. They have uh, a very hard-nosed city style that would have been very appreciated, especially in the in the wrestling-centric fans of the National Wrestling Alliance in those days. They would have been a great tag team that I think, who knows, if things could have been differently, we might not even seen the Four Horsemen. Or maybe, maybe Matt Bourne would have been a member of the Four Horsemen. You never know. You never do. He was... His style is actually suited for that. So what's going on in your neck of the woods for in the wrestling world, Mr. Jaden? Well, there's a lot of things wrestling-wise. Um, let's see. I know on July 20th, there's two events, uh, two companies working together to do two events in two separate locations. In the afternoon, IWA Tri-State, I'm sorry, IWA Vintage uh, has an event. Uh, I know scheduled is the Hellaware Assassin and Mark Angel take on the owner of the company, Atticus Reigns, and he's going to be teaming with somebody known as The Boss. In this area, there's kind of one wrestler kind of known as The Boss, but I'm not 100% sure that's who, who Atticus is thinking. But if so, this partner also used to own a major wrestling company in the area and was a former tag team partner with Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. I may give you a few clues, assuming it's the same person I'm thinking. Also scheduled on the event is a rematch with Biggie Biggs defending the World Wrestling Grand Prix Championship against against uh, Billy Real. Billy Real filed an injunction saying that the referee was against him and basically used legal maneuvering uh, to get a, a new championship shot. So this is his second shot at the championship. Again, that's going to be at the Cashmere's Gentleman's Club in Vineland, New Jersey on July 20th. And then later in that very same day, you're going to see Coastal Championship Wrestling, uh, Coastal Pro Wrestling, I believe. They have a show in Bar- in Belmar, New Jersey. I know the main event is scheduled. Again, Biggie Biggs is going to be there, this time defending a separate championship. He's going to be defending the Coastal Championship against Johnny Calzone in an old-fashioned country weapon match. Anybody knows anything about Johnny Calzone? I like the guy. For some odd reason, thinking of him getting whipped by 12 belts would make me want to buy 
a ticket. So you definitely should also. How about you, DK? Anything good happening in Texas? Well, there are all sorts of things going on in Texas. Uh, as you know, the NWA Houston has their events on the third Friday, which is followed by the NWA Brand Outlaw Wrestling, which has their events the Saturday following. Uh, there were supposed to be some tag team title defenses going on, but I know the Houston show, they've had to postpone it as a... Uh, Smith is going to be working some benefit shows up in his home area where they've had some flooding. So, wish the best to the area and wish the best to Smith. And it's wonderful that he's willing to go up there and do some benefit shows. Awesome. Well, yeah, tonight Canada. here in Southern California, sorry guys, I, uh, I got dropped off there, but I'm back. Uh, Wrestling Cares takes uh, center stage out in uh, Gardena, and I will definitely be there. And uh, if anyone wants to kind of follow the action, uh, make sure you're uh, following um, SoCal Uncensored on Twitter. And uh, I'm sure there will be some pictures and some results uh, updated throughout the uh, show. Um, hey, guys, while I was gone, did uh, did you hear any of the audio from Big Josh? Matt Bourne? I, no, we did not. Is that a No. No, we, no. Did, we did not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play that now. Um, I really don't know what happened with the uh, audio earlier, but let's try it now. And uh, if it works, great. If not, we'll uh, we'll move on. Yeah, sure, sure. It'd be a pleasure, actually. You know, if I was really gonna get into it, it'd take a lot more time. But you know, my my whole career is kind of when I first started, there was territories. There, you know, the Indies. There right. wasn't really an indie scene. It was territories. And, and I miss those days. But the thing about it is, is the way the business is now, um, doing the indie scenes can be really good um, for guys in different uh, in different phases of their careers. Um, being doing in the WWF was uh, was a great opportunity for me. Um, it uh, it enabled me to uh, <clears throat> to actually let myself go in a way that. Uh, that I never had before, uh, you know, personality-wise, uh, right. and it was and it was a reflection of the way I grew up in the wrestling business. Being around the wrestlers when I was a kid, it was always like they were having fun and they were joking around, like like they were a bunch of grown-up kids. And being a young, very impressionable young man, young boy around grown-up men that were freaking tougher as nails, acting like kids, you can see how it wasn't hard for me to really put them on pedestals and look up to them. So, when I'm given this character to create as Doink, it was like, wow, I get to kind of relive it again. So, uh, you know, I'm very proud of it, you know, but can I, I got to tell you this, too. When I started it, there wasn't a soul in the wrestling industry that believed that Doink the Clown was going to work. The only two people in the world that knew it was going to work was Vince McMahon and myself. And there wasn't a doubt in my mind that this thing was going to work. And it flew. I mean, hey, the proof's in the pudding, man. I... Had I created Doink the Clown, and it, and it is the most copied character in the history of the world of wrestling. I mean, look at how many times 
uh, you get characters dress up like a frog or, or dress up like this or dress up like that, and they go out there and you see them do it once or twice, and people laugh at it, they fart at it, and you never see it again. You know, now if somebody else would have dressed up like a clown. You put it on some jabroni and let him go out there and, and create this clown gimmick. It would have done the same thing as and been farted on, and it would have been here today, gone tomorrow. But I did it. And you know what? Again, I'm just telling you the facts. I did it, and it, and it got over so good, you have thousands and thousands of people trying to do it, and nobody can do it. And that's why Doink the Clown is kind of like yesterday's freaking news. And, you know, there's Doink the Clowns down there in Texas. And I really don't care. I really don't have to put the damn clown makeup on to come out there and tear the house down. Uh, you know what? Hey. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to do it. If that's what the promoter wants me to do, if he wants me to put that green hair on, if he wants me to paint my face. Ladies and gentlemen, SoCalUncensored.com, the uncensored voice in SoCal wrestling since 2001, is the place for all the latest news, information, photos, upcoming events, show results, and celebrate the history of Southern California wrestling at www.socaluncensored.com. Y'all like wrestling. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific, join hosts Jay Stone and Whiskey Fist McIntosh as they discuss the world of Millennium Pro Wrestling with MPW Radio. Tune in for interviews with the stars of MPW, along with news, information, and the details of the upcoming events, all on the all-new Y'all Like Wrestling Radio Network. Okay, guys, thanks for uh, bearing with us. Uh, wanted to play some of those commercials real quick for our uh, friends of the show and everything else. Um, we're still waiting on B-Boy to join us on the show today, uh, and hopefully he gives us a call soon. If you guys want to call in and, and talk about wrestling today, the telephone number is 646-478-5966. Again, that telephone number is 646-478-5966. And uh, DKM, you were talking a little bit about Texas wrestling earlier. Uh, what's the uh, what's going on out in Texas right now? Well, we got a few cards coming up here in the month of July, and of course, my browser is currently frozen for me to actually give the details. But we got a Texas Stampede show coming up in uh, Dallas on July 13th. Uh, NWA Houston has their show, like I was talking about earlier. They released some of the matches for that, which I'm trying to, the part I'm trying to pull up. And until this thing works, maybe Jaden can, or you can talk about one of the other. Well, um, I do know, actually, I, I feel amiss to, that I didn't mention this. Tonight, our friends at Keystone Championship Wrestling have their debut card. The main event is. The overweight lover, the Jersey Sword Dream himself, Biggie Biggs, the king of Wawa Coffee. He is going to be taking on Homicide in a rematch. I think that's uh, right there. That should be a match anybody who's listening and from the area should want to go see. It's going to be a really great match. I know for a fact. 
You're also going to see a lot of other wrestlers that you may be familiar with that I've talked about on this event, I mean, on this radio program. Uh, I know the ECW original Thomas Rodman's going to be there. Uh, Breaker Morant was originally scheduled to be there, but I heard he got jumped or something. I'm not sure. I just heard now that he's got a broken ankle. Somebody breaker to bro- broke in the breaker. Um, you know, it's hard to say. But Keystone, uh, they're in, I believe, they're in Pennsylvania. I don't, I want to say Darby, Pennsylvania, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't have it in front of me. But if you can, look out Keystone Championship Wrestling. They're, they're wrestling, have their show tonight. It's going to be a great card. Uh, a lot of great wrestlers, so if you can, check it out. You know, and, and I'm sorry we're jumping around here a little bit, guys. We uh, were expecting B-Boy to join us, and uh, unfortunately it doesn't seem like that's going to happen today. If uh, you see if you see B-Boy out there on the street or uh, working out in the gym, <laughs> tell him tell him to give us a call. We'll be on the air uh, for at least another hour. Um, one of the reasons why we were going to have B-Boy on the show with us today is um, when, you, uh, when you've been a fan of wrestling for as long as I think we have, um, you see wrestlers come and go. You see a wrestler who gets hot for a moment and kind of either takes, rises the glory all the way to the, uh, you know, to the national scene, or you see them kind of fade away. In Southern California, that is a very common thing where we've had wrestlers like uh, Chris Bosch. We've had guys like uh, 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 Quicksilver, um, Super Dragon, obviously, who are famous. They they kind of received some uh, national attention, but then over time they just just fade away. Uh, B Boy is one of those guys who, um, you know, he got red hot in the uh, early part of 2000. Um, he was competing out here in Southern California. He was also competing out in um, in New Jersey and on the East Coast with uh, promotions like CZW or ECWA, and uh, you know he really made a name for himself. And uh, he came back to Southern California, where he was with his family and everything. And uh, he kind of uh, – it seemed like he was going to disappear. It kind of seemed like he was done with the professional wrestling, that he was going to fade away. Um, but in the last year and a half, he's had like this huge resurgence. And the uh, the, the passion and the, the vigor and the heart seems to have returned to a, a much more complete wrestler – and um, he's even uh, really changed his his lifestyle habits. Uh, he stopped smoking. He uh, uh, started uh, with better nutrition and hitting the gym. And uh, B-Boy really has uh, relaunched his career, has really kind of taken that next step. He was a part of the Wrestling Cares Association event uh, that happened back in March of, uh, of just a few months ago. And then also he's been a mainstay for the uh, alternative wrestling show out here in Southern California uh, he's been a part of the Insane Wrestling League out here who uh, have recently added a, a video on demand through Roku. And it just really seems like um, the rejuvenation of B-Boy has uh, really kind of taken off. And it's it's exciting to see as a fan. And uh, that's kind of why we wanted him on the show today to talk about uh, how he was able to uh, get that refocus and the rededication into professional wrestling. Um, however, since he won't be joining us uh, – I guess we'll be uh, changing gears here just a little bit, so you guys bear with us because uh, we were uh, hoping to sp- uh, speak to B-Boy today. So um, with that being said, uh, Jaden, I know you're familiar with B-Boy's work in um, on the East Coast. What can you tell us about uh, the wrestler B-Boy? 
Well, like you said, he really did uh, kind of branched out to the East Coast. Uh, what I remember most is between his CZW style time and his time with Jersey All Pro. People might not remember, but Jersey All Pro was kind of like the bridge between the ECWA, Jim Kentner's ECWA, and Ring of Honor. They were the first company to kind of do what Ring of Honor is doing now, but they were kind of the innovators of doing so. And it was great to see B-Boy teaming up with uh, Low Key, with Homicide. They were called the Strong Style Thugs. It was just, it was an amazing, amazing time. He's, he wrestled in the junior heavyweight division. He wrestled in the heavyweight division. I, he basically could just pick or choose any championship he won. He was that talented, and he could win just about anything he put set his mind to. Uh, I was really glad to see them, him in this area. A little unknown fact, he was originally scheduled to wrestle Chance Profit on an event um, that was happening, I believe, in Camden, New Jersey at the time. But a situation happened where he couldn't get out of California when he needed to be. But it, it would have been great to see him wrestle for the dog championship. Him and Chance Profit, I think, would have tore the roof down the place and, and put a put a new mark on, on the professional wrestling and B-Boy's career. I'm really glad to see his resurgence because he's a nice guy. Um, I hope I don't ruin his reputation, but he is a nice guy, and he, he works hard, and he deserves all the success he has. And, and that's the thing about B-Boy. Um, when you see him in the ring, he certainly uh, he looks like a thug, and he uh, he legitimately looks like he's out there to hurt somebody. Uh, but he really is uh, one of the nice guys. I've I've dealt with him in the past. I, I talk to him quite frequently, and he is a good guy. And uh, real sorry he couldn't join us uh, today for the show. Um, but moving forward, like I said, uh, today is a big event out here in Southern California. It's the Wrestling Cares show. And as some of you guys know, um, with Wrestling Cares, uh, that's the big event that's um, in conjunction with uh, Les Thatcher and uh, Nigel McGinnis, uh, David Jackson, uh, puts on these all-star tournaments. Um, the first tournament saw a lot of guys from uh, your neck of the woods, Jaden, like we saw uh, uh, Wardell Walker. We saw Anthony Nice, Pepper Parks, um, Adam Cole, and uh, really just a great cast of characters who uh, who are a part of the, um, of the show out there. Well, I like the Wrestling Cares promotion. I think between, I think the owner honestly has a, a an East Coast pedigree. It just seems like he has an appreciation of East Coast wrestling, and obviously his partner Les Thatcher. He has a, more of a Southern flair, and then bringing it to the West Coast, mixing it with the West Coast wild and crazy, um, kind of more polished style actually with the West Coast and the wild, crazy East Coast style with the good old Southern wrestling style of, of, of down south, you're getting a real unique product. Who knows? This may be the future of what independent wrestling is going to be, seeing all these different styles mixed together and these different wrestlers you probably wouldn't normally see in one area. If things go well for them, they may be the next big company to really break out and get a lot of the smart mark and, and Internet fans the internet wrestling community very excited. Well, you know the the thing about the show too, and I'm I'm last week when we had or last show when we had Bill Barons on, uh, I'm sure uh, DKM would speak to this. Is uh you know 
it kind of defies uh, booking 101 uh, as far as Bill Burns is concerned. Remember, Bill, uh, when he was on the show, spoke about, you know, you don't really need to pack the house with names uh, in order to have a good event, to have a good draw. Um, David Jackson uh, kind of bucked that system when he brought in so many names from all over the country. And and I think his initial numbers were probably not as uh as good as he'd hoped and we'll see how they do this uh you know, this uh this Saturday tonight, uh when they when they kind of pack the house again. I mean some of the names that our listeners are familiar with would be guys like of course the former five time NWA world heavyweight champion scrap iron Adam Pierce. Uh, Willie Mack, who's joined this podcast in the past, uh, Brandon Gatson, um, he's a legitimate tough guy, <laughs> a certified tough guy. He'll be a part of the show as, as well as uh, uh, Jane. You're gonna have to help me out with him. I know he's a Dragon Gate and a Vol Star, Johnny Gregongo. Am I saying that right? Oh, you never say it right, Jay. You're gonna be the king of butchering names, Johnny Gargano. Gargano. See, you know, I I need more Italian friends. I guess I, I don't I don't. Uh, I'm not able to uh, enunciate the Italian last name. Say it one more time for me, Jaden. Gargano. Gargano. Okay, I'll work on that. Uh, of course, uh, a guy who joined us on our show, um, and I'd like a, a DKM if you would, uh, tell us a little bit about Sean Tempers, the uh, former NWA North American champion. Well, you know, Sean Tempers, I, I really feel bad for him. I, his North American title reign, which lasted just over a year, wasn't covered the way it should have been. I think if he had been one of the East Coast guys or West Coast guys, he probably would have drawn a lot more attention. But the man is super talented. Uh, he has a lot of skill. He has the ability to work a stick. And he has crazy abilities in the ring. And I've talked to a couple of people who've been in the ring with him before, and you know they say that he definitely has skill. And, you know, he was involved in some notable feuds with uh, Lance Erickson and Jason Kincaid back when he was the North American champion. And I'm, I'm hoping these shows can help get him noticed, help people pay attention to, you know, his talent. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I, I find really interesting about the concept and of uh, Wrestling Cares. It, it, you know, it's a... This is their second show, and you can't really put all the uh, expectations you would on a on a on a season promotion like a Dragon Gate or a Combat Zone or a Pro Wrestling Guerrilla uh, to to you know help it give gain exposure for these guys. But a lot of these guys are coming into an area they hadn't previously worked. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, on the last show we had again Anthony Neese, who's uh, been a regular for Dangerous uh, Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Uh, we've had we had Wardell Walker, who is now the NWA uh, national champion. I believe it was his first time wrestling out in Southern California. Uh, Drew Gulak from CZW, uh, Bobby, I think it was Bobby Fish. Uh, maybe I'm butchering that. Uh, no, from you CNWA. Right, you got it right, Jay. I'm probably good. I got it right. Good, good, good. Uh, so I mean, there was a lot of talent kind of converging in uh, Los Angeles last month. And, again, they're looking to do it again. One of the guys we haven't talked about yet is Chase Stevens, who, um, you know, people who've been following the NWA or following TNA, the name might sound familiar. He even had a developmental deal with the uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Chase Stevens is a um, 
former NWA World Tag Team Champion. He's currently the Sawmill uh, Television Champion. They're also calling that kind of the uh, NWA Southern Television Champion. And uh, he recently had a match with Rob Conway, the NWA World Title, and it, it really seemed like it would have gone either way in that match. He's another guy who's been around for a while, but uh, kind of like Sean Tempers, but it, you know maybe doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. And coming to Los Angeles, hopefully, uh, might gain another opportunity for him to, you know, to compete in front of a different crowd and, and kind of be seen by different uh, maybe promoters in the area and just fans who, you know, have been watching these guys from afar, like myself, who, you know, watching Anarchy TV to see Sean Tempers or or watching Sawmills to see uh, Chase Stevens and Wardell Walker and and uh, you know now they're going to be here in Los Angeles. I think that's kind of a big deal. I, I'm a little jealous. Uh, you know, we kind of had Ring of Honor first here, and that, it was kind of the concept where wrestlers from different places were were showcased in places you may not see them. But uh, I hope that Wrestling Cares does well, and we can start seeing some of their stuff online, as it would be great to see some of that awesome footage and matches I know they could have. And, and we uh, just actually no, talk- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jay, but I was talking to a good friend of the radio program, Papadon, and he thinks that wrestling cares. They're not really bringing in the best talent until they bring in him. Well, Papadon certainly uh, has a, a following here on this show, and uh, you know, uh, we uh, us wrestling fans out here in Los Angeles have talked about Papadon quite a bit, and uh, I know I'm not the only one who'd like to see him come out here and. And uh, showcase his talents in Southern California. Um, I'm certainly uh, sure. Sure, before not before too long, he'll be out here. I well, hope so. Okay. I mean, that's a look at some of the talent from here in Texas as well. We got Jack Dane's a fast rising star out here. We have. Uh, Byron Wilcott, who's done some uh, work in WWE as a you know kind of undercard talent or security type player, he's, and uh, he's currently the Texas Stampede Bull the Woods champion. And you know we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the matches coming up. Uh, he'll be defending that title on July 13th against Cowboy James Claxton, just a Big old Texas boy. And then they'll be wrestling again in NWA Houston where we'll be adding Jack Stane in a three-way match for the NWA Lone Star t- title. Well, let me tell you, that'd be a little bit like putting, you know, Kamala, Abdul the Butcher, and uh, Bruiser Brody in the ring together. Guys who can wrestle, guys who can brawl, and guys who can tear each other apart. Did we lose you, Jay? No, I, I. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. No, I was uh, I was just listening to the uh, matches that uh, DK was speaking of, and and I think that's kind of some uh, a pretty crazy concept of of a match featuring the guys who are similar to uh, Abdullah and, and Brody, and it just sounds pretty intense. Um, there's not a one-for-one comparison there, but the basic overall 
you know, like, you know, these are these are big men, and they can ball and they can wrestle. And you know, in the world of wrestling, as the independents have taken over, and a lot of the big I don't know that I'd use the word talent. A lot of the big guys end up in uh, WWE or TNA and stuff like that. You know, the Indies kind of become the king of the of what at one time would have been considered the junior heavyweights. We had, you know, we had a conversation offline. Well, you know, we don't consider this guy a junior heavyweight, even though, you know, technically he's only 118, 120 pounds. Uh, you know, this is a throwback to the days of big, burly wrestling. Well, uh, hey, guys, real quick, I do want to take a minute just to say, uh, uh, speak about our sponsor, and that sponsor would be Tang So Do University. Sorry, Tang Su Do University, which is led by the martial arts master and a 20-plus year uh, black belt, Jason Fling. Um, he offers martial arts classes for the entire family from ages three and up. Um, it teaches fitness, flexibility, training, and self-defense. It gives you a new sense of confidence. And you can find them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash T-S-D-U-K, sorry, T-S-D-U Karachi, or on their website at T-S-D-U Karachi.com. And uh, they're located conveniently in Moorpark, California. So, again, if you... Uh, live in the greater Los Angeles area and you need to uh, find something for the kids to do during the summer or if you just would like to learn some martial arts from yourself, make sure you visit our sponsors at www.tsdukarate.com. Now, uh, okay, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry. You go ahead, Jay. No, no, go, go ahead. I was just wondering, um, what honestly, I'd like your opinion right now, how do you see wrestling, not just in California, but the independent wrestling scene, how do you see it evolving right now? What do you see as the next big thing? What do you see as, as really what's the next step that independent wrestling needs to do? Well, I, I you know, just uh, earlier when we were listening to uh, Matt Bourne, um, when he talked about breaking into the business, uh, he mentioned that back then there really wasn't an independent circuit. There wasn't. There were territories, and I I know the concept sounds so vague to modern day wrestling fans, but a, a territory system really seemed to to kind of help uh, create the stars of tomorrow. I mean, you would have television, you would have a you know, shows during the week, you'd have TV tapings. And and I think, you know, from from what I see, I think we're kind of heading back in that direction. Uh, maybe it won't be the territory system per se that, you know, from back in the 70s and the 60s, but it really seems like there's areas that are popping up that aren't really, like, concerned about uh, promoting across the country. They're really just kind of focusing on their own little area. And you know, examples of that would be obviously Championship Wrestling from Hollywood out here in Southern California. Their affiliate promotion in Arizona, who recently just got TV. Uh, they're kind of creating their own brand of wrestling in these two areas that are, you know, not unlike the competition, but kind of more organized. And, and you're starting to see talent from one show appear on the other show. 
And, and uh, you know, I think that's kind of good. You're seeing that in Portland with Portland Wrestling Uncut, um, where stars from Portland are also competing in Hollywood and vice versa. Uh, and, and in other areas, you know, where you're seeing, like, um, with the Savoldis and the, rest, the On Fire Wrestling Group, uh, you see that they're starting to use uh, talent in the region. They're, they're co-promoting with uh, promotions out in um, the Northeast um, to start putting on a weekly television show, doing TV tapings, but also doing live events as well. And I think when you see these promotions that are kind of working together and kind of branding their own style, it, it's kind of a throwback to the territory system, at least in my in my outlook. What what do you think, DK? Well, I, I think what's happening versus what I'd like to happen, I, I do think there's starting to be a little more informal partnership between promoters where they are sharing some talent. Hey, you know, we're running this day and you're running next day a couple hours away. Let's, you know, get some talent out here. Let's, you know, let's share, let's do something. Uh, I would like to see a little more caucus. What made a territory a territory back in the day? A lot of people don't, didn't, don't understand how it worked back then. But a promoter had a basically a wide area, a state or part of a state or whatever. And he had key cities, key smaller in smaller areas in his big territory. And each of those areas had their own bookers, basically. There wasn't so much a promotional booker as later evolved. Each city had its own booker. When uh, Jack Addison, better known as Fred Von Erich, was running the North Texas area, uh, there was a Gary Hart often was the booker in Dallas, and another person was the booker in Fort Worth. And it was the booker's responsibility, the promoter's responsibility was to say who the champions were going to be, kind of what the top storylines were. The booker's responsibility was to put cards together and get it out to the local people. And that's, and so you saw consistent storylines between areas. The problem in the Indies today is that we don't have that uh, Carson made mention when he was on the show about how one night he can be teaming with Mike Dell as part of a stable, and the next night, you know, an hour away, the two of them can be wrestling as heated combatants. So I, I would like to see, and maybe we're heading this way, I'd like to see a little more working together of the promotions as far as sharing talent, maybe even sharing some titles and stuff like that. And most importantly, sharing storylines. You know, you know, this is what we got going. This is what's happening in our area. If be it North Texas, Southern California, or New Jersey. Mr. Jaden, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, that would be nice, but I don't think it would ever happen. Sometimes you can't even get the same people. Uh, working together in one organization to agree to use somebody the same way, you know, in, in different, even in different areas. Except sometimes it's hard to get people to agree in the same promotion to agree with the work. I wish it would. I think a strong television presence would help that. You know, maybe maybe one day we'll see, like, On Fire and, and, and NACW and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and and – all these different promotions with TV work together with a more unified television product 
in association with their local ones and just put something together that would be seen not only around the country, around the world, and not on the Internet. I mean like on broadcast TV and the Internet. Then maybe some of those wrestlers would be used the right way and, and, and consistency throughout the different areas. But until that time happens, unfortunately, as, wish, as much as I wish, I don't see it happening. Well, I, I basically agree with you. I, I don't really see it happening either, but it it would be one of those things that if, you know, if promoters would realize they, would, they could make more as a team than they can as separate little, you know, I don't know what to, what to compare them to, but keep this in the PG ratings. But, uh, yeah, there needs to be something. And, and I think one of the problems even with TV is that, you know, everybody's waiting for the next big Georgia championship wrestling, something that is going to catch Tina Fire or world-class, a syndicated show that goes all over and, you know, and highlights it. And, you know, the best thing to do is to be the best local promotion you can wherever you're at. And if you can get TV, be the best wrestling TV show, be the best entertainment show that you can be there in your local area. You know, and I, I agree with that. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, when Bill was on the show last, he, he specifically talked about Crossfire and how they tried to grow so fast, so quick, and then it just all fell apart. And then you see a promotion like uh, traditional championship wrestling, and it, that's a little bit different. You know, you see a promotion that's literally putting um, big stars together and having some pretty big shows and seemingly a lot of success. I know the word in Southern California for many years before uh, David Marquez started producing television out here was uh, TV would basically kill your wrestling promotion. Um, promotions like XPW were around for a very long time and had television, but uh, promotions like UPW couldn't sustain it. And UPW had connections with WWE and were featuring WWE talent, but still they couldn't sustain uh, the television, the costs associated with it. And, uh, for many promotions that try to do television, uh, they fail just right off the bat. So it, it really does take a special promotion to, to get TV. Um, it takes an even better promotion to survive with TV and to grow with TV. And that seems like it's going to – it's not easy to do, but it seems like some promotions uh, throughout the U.S. are starting to figure it out. And uh, perhaps, you know, this uh, this discussion should be tabled until we have a little bit more further evidence. But – um. We do have a caller uh, online, and uh, we'll go to you in just a second. If you guys want to call in and talk to the Alliance guys, the telephone number is 646-478-5966. Again, that number, it's a new number, 646-478-5966. Call in if you'd like to speak to us. And caller from the 304, welcome to the Alliance guys. What's up, guys? Lance Erickson in the house. What's going on today, guys? Well, if... If it isn't the Canadian Lion, how you doing, Lance? <laughs> not bad, not bad, guys. Just enjoying the day off today and uh, out running around with my girl and thought I'd listen in and give you guys a call. What's up? Well, you know, we're just doing a, doing a little uh, dog and pony show over here. Uh, our guest was supposed to be a B-boy today, but evidently uh, he had a rough night last night and won't be joining us. Um <laughs> He was he was competing last night, and uh, I know he had a pretty uh, 
a, a strong match, so hopefully that's why he uh, was an, on it, unable to join us tonight. But let's, let's talk about you, buddy. Uh, we've been hearing a lot about this, uh, this L.O.K., the Lords of Chaos, uh, you and Damian Wayne. What, what is this all about? Tell us what's going on. Well, <laughs> we've uh, we've just decided for a while. You know, we're still gonna we're still gonna take our singles matches in different places. Don't get me wrong, but as far as some of the NWA stuff goes right now, we both have got shots with Conway over the next few months that people have booked. But uh, right now, we're gonna we're, we're actually we're going after the NWA World Tag Champs, uh, Killer Elite Squad. So that's uh, pretty much where we're at right now. We sat down and talked about it. Uh, there's not anybody that's really putting up any challenge to Lance and, you know, Davey right now. So uh, we decided that uh, we thought we would try our odds at being a tag team and seeing how it goes. So, um, you know, we've only wrestled a couple times together as a team. Both those was victories. And, uh, we, you know, we, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, that's what we are calling ourselves is the Lords of Chaos. Um, so, I mean, we pretty much put the whole world, not just the NWA, on the spot. So, uh, we've uh, we've actually called out the North American Tag Champs, the Rochester Wrecking Crew. We can't get them to uh, sign a date anywhere to be with us, to wrestle us for the North American Tag Straps. Um, my manager, Brian Logan's in the, he's in the works right now trying to get us a few matches with KES. So, uh we're uh, we're actually going to NWA Saw on the 12th of July together as a tag team, and then I think on the 13th we're for Mike Searcy there at NWA Top Rope. Both those nights we'll be wrestling as a tag team. Wow, that's pretty awesome. You know, you guys are great singles, and you beat each other from left and right everywhere, from New Jersey to to West Virginia to Virginia to everywhere else in between. It'll be great to see you guys beat up somebody else. I know. As somebody who who uh, works with Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators, and our champion is Damian Lane. It's nice to know that you're not bloodying him, bruising him, and everything else. So it may make it a little easier for the fans of Dog to see him if you're, he's not in the hospital because of you, or vice versa. Well, like I said, we're, we've uh, we've set our sights on a few goals. I don't think they'll be very hard for us to accomplish together. Um, you know, right now, both of our goals is is uh, is a world title, so what a better way to have a, a you know a springboard to the NWA World Heavyweight Title than being together as a tag team. So we're going to concentrate on that for the next few months. We're booking ourselves everywhere as a tag team. Uh, we've actually got uh, we're going to be in the NWA Mid Atlantic Tag Title Tournament that uh, Matt Epling's going to be having. Uh, when we go to Saw, we plan on winning the. <laughs> We plan on winning the Southern Tag Straps down there. Uh, any affiliate that we can get in the NWA right now to book us, we you know we want to wrestle their champs. So we want to see where we stand. Uh, you know, uh, right now we're just weighing our options at, at doing what we want to do, and both of us want to get to Japan. And uh, you know, we feel if we can put on some, uh, we can have some great matches with Killer Elite Squad, then that'll solidify us maybe as a as a solid solid team here in the United States to represent the NWA in Japan. So that's what we're pushing for right now, and um, that's the road that we both have decided to take. Like I said, if this Rochester Wrecking Crew, I don't know these guys. 
I don't have any hard feelings towards them at all. I just wish they come out and play ball with the big boys. You know what I'm saying? So we, uh, my manager got dates for them to show up. They give us bullshit basically that they couldn't do this and they couldn't do that. So basically, what it comes down to is they don't want to wrestle us. I mean, what else can you say about it? We was they was given four different dates. Then they finally just come out and said that they didn't want to wrestle. So, and this goes back to some of the politics of the NWA, basically. And me and D Dub are getting caught up in the middle of them. We have nothing to do with. So uh, eventually they'll have to step in the ring with us. If not, they'll strip them of the titles and we'll win them anyway. So one way or the other, we will be the North American Tag Champs soon. Well, you know, earlier you were mentioning getting catapulted, uh, that opportunity for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Obviously, Rob Conway is currently the world champion, and he's taking that belt to Japan. He's defending it all over the U.S. Uh, we're seeing more defenses opening up. His uh, One of his most recent victories came in NWA saw when he defeated uh, Chase Stevens, um, who is the NWA Southern Television Champion, who uh, just a... Just a uh, brag a little bit. I get to see him later today, and uh, I know you got a match scheduled with him coming up. Uh, just uh, give me the word, and I'll get you an advanced scouting report on uh, <laughs> Mr. Stevens. Yeah, Stevens. yeah, I got him next Saturday here in Beckley, West Virginia. Yeah, and, and I did want to talk to you about that. Um, you know, NWA Mid-Atlantic really uh, kind of bursted on the scene with a lot of hype. I mean, the guys at Cucumber Company, again, I, I think are probably the best at what they do in terms of uh, production, uh, they really seem to, uh, you know, just make things shine when they're next to them. Um, you know, their their work with um, NWA Mountain State, as you remember, they really uh, made those videos and those matches look very professional, great editing, and now they're working with the uh, NWA Mid-Atlantic, and we're seeing a lot of great promos, a lot of great videos that have been put up, and uh, websites, T-shirts. I mean, there's a Canadian Lion T-shirt, finally. And uh, we're seeing all this great stuff. Um, but this is only the second Mid-Atlantic show. And uh, a lot of people are, are wondering, like, hey, uh, the promotion, the promotional side of it looks great, but when are we getting to the meat and potatoes? We want to see wrestling well, in West Virginia, the, the whole NWA experience. What can you tell us about Matt it? Epling, Matt Epling is getting ready to start running every other week. They're going to run twice a month. He's going to run shows. He's in the uh, negotiations. With uh, with different buildings, and he's not just going to run the Beckley area. He's going to run the whole state of West Virginia, from all the way up towards Morgantown and Clarksburg area, all the way to Huntington, Parkersburg, uh, Charleston area, and Beckley. So it's going to kind of be like a loop, like the old territories was, but it'll just be here in the state. Uh, from what I understand in the office, I've talked with the office, and, and they have um, – they're in negotiations on actually doing some in some other neighboring states doing some shows too. So Matt's uh Matt's just been busy. You know, he's got he's got a thriving business here in Beckley, West Virginia that keeps him really busy. Um he's uh he's been taking care of everything he needs to to get everything set. Uh the first show, I mean, if anybody wants to go to midatlanticwrestling.com dot com and and look at that, I mean the first show, I mean, I've been on a lot of independent wrestling shows. I've worked some WWE dark matches, been at TNA, some Ring of Honor early when they started a couple times. And the only ones that really compare are TNA and uh, the WWE. That that <laughs> The production that Cucumber and Company and Matt Epling set up for that first match 
which, you know, had me a chance profit in a, in a ladder match. The production on that and the setups and, and everything was just, I've never had, I've never been on an independent show that good, ever. Uh, you know, Preston Quinn was on that show, you know, and Fusion runs nice things, too. They have a nice production set and this and that. And even he said, you know, he's a veteran like me, been in the business about the same time as I had, and he said he's never been on an independent show that had to set up like that. So Matt Eckley's doing the right things. The, you know, the, the, the shows may not have come as quick as we've all wanted it to because, you know, I still want that mid-Atlantic title. But, you know, uh, it's coming. It's coming. We just got to uh, – good things come to those who wait. So even, even myself has, has had to wait. And uh, I think things are going to be fine. Like I said, uh, he's actually trying to actually trying to set up the date to run on like the 19th of July, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they're just waiting on the, the okay from the building, and then they're going to start. Uh, they're going to start really pumping that show too. So uh, got a lot of big things going on here at Mid Atlantic. So uh, you know things haven't come as, as quick as everybody says, but believe me, once he gets to running on a regular basis, it. We NWA Mid Atlantic will be the the premier promotion in the NWA. Now the so other is, thing too is the oh go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what is the status of the Mid Atlantic uh, Championship? We kind of had that one match with you and Chance Prophet. Didn't have a clear decision. So as they decided, are they going to do a tournament? Are they going to do a rematch? What's going on with that? They're actually going to do a tournament. From what I've been told, it's an eight-man tournament. I don't know who's in it yet. I know I've been – I'm the number one seed in the tournament. Um, that's pretty much all I know on that. You know, I'm, I'm not part of the office like I used to be at Mountain State, so I just wrestle now. I've got too much going on to, to, to be part of an office somewhere right now. So, uh, you know, I don't know. That's just what I get from – you know, my manager is actually, he's part of the office there at NWA Mid-Atlantic. So, uh, from what I've been told, that's it. You know, they're not disclosing who's in it or what's going on with it yet. But, uh, you know, I am the number one seed in the tournament. So, we'll see what goes on with that. Um, that's what they're trying to set up for July 19th, if I'm not mistaken, was to go ahead and get that on, you know, get that title on somebody and and uh, start promoting their new champ. So, whether it be me or whoever it is that wins the tournament, um, we'll go from there and see what happens. No, I have a Canadian question. line. I, I, I got a question, um, and I'll let you go next, Shane. I'm sorry, but uh, you know the the show coming up on the sixth, uh, this seven days from today. Uh, you right. again, you'll be taking on uh, Chase Stevens. Uh, there's another match on the card that has kind of got me intrigued, and I, I'd like to get your two cents on it. And that is, there's going to be like an elimination match, and I'm I'm not real familiar with everyone in the match. I do know Matt Connor; he's a friend of our show. He's going to be in that match, and the winner of that match is going to get a shot, a future shot at the NWA World Champion, uh, Rob Conway. And I just would like your take on that. Um, I mean, clearly you're a guy who's been doing the circuit, uh, making appearances all over the U.S. I mean, you're you're traveling from from Beckley down to Houston. I mean. You're hitting all points in between. You're you're going to Tennessee. You're going to really everywhere. And uh, there's an opportunity for some of these younger guys to just kind of get a shot at Conway. I mean, you got your hands full that night with Chase Stevens, who, like we said earlier, you know, he gave Conway all he could handle and saw and, and, and just, uh, just barely lost that match. 
and, and now you're going to be squaring off against him, and I'm sure that's going to have implications in the NWA top ten. But these young guys are getting a shot at the champ. You know, whoever walks away from that elimination match is going to be getting a shot at uh, at Conway, and I just want to hear your two cents on that. Well, let's look, before I give my two cents, let's run down who's in it. Um, the ranch hand, I don't have a clue who he is. He's a mass wrestler. It could be anybody. I don't know who the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, that's, I don't know. I really don't know who he is. Um, as far as that goes, you got Matt Connor, you know, who's one of the top junior heavyweights. You know, I uh, was ranked when they was doing the junior heavyweight rankings, was always right in the top three or four. So you've got him. you got Zach Vincent, who's a great athlete, um, a really, really good wrestler. And then you've got my little brother, Ricky Shane. So, you know, I'm, I'm picking my little brother to win it. So, and that's who I'm hoping wins it. You know, if anybody's gonna if anybody's gonna get a shot at the world title, I hope it's my little brother. So, um, you know, it's it's a great match. And what it's gonna be is is the there'll there'll be a contract on a pole, is basically what it'll be. And whoever okay. it's kind of like the money in the bank, but they're gonna do it on a pole, from what I've been told. So whoever can climb up the pole and get to the uh, whoever can get to the to the contract. We'll have a future date with Rob Conway, and that's not a. Here, here's my take on that. That's a great thing, you know. Just even though I, you know I'm the top guy in my opinion, and D Dub's here too. You know what I mean? He's a Mid Atlantic guy too. So even though we're the two top guys, and everybody, you know, we've already on, on some of the boards here in West Virginia. Well, why is why are these guys getting a chance to win a shot at Rob Conway and Lance Erickson's number four or five? D Dub's number one. Why are they not getting a shot? Why are they not getting a shot? Well, you know, it's kind of like the Rocky thing, you know what I mean? The underdog. These guys are are guys that, you know, are, are they're young guys. Every one of them are young guys. I don't know the ranch hand, so I don't know. He could be an old man under a mask. I don't know. But I'm just saying the other three guys are top young guys in the state. So it doesn't hurt the promotion at all for one of our top young guys to get a shot at Rob Conway. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm I'm happy about the basket, and it's got if it's got the alliance guys talking about it, then the the people that are doing the booking in the office at NWA Mountain State are doing things right. You know what I mean? Uh, because it's right. got you guys intrigued about it and wondering what's going on. So I see it as an opportunity for one of the underdog guys that normally are not going to wrestle the world champ when he comes into a territory. You know, your top guys that 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 do travel, that, that have the name behind them a little bit, that myself and Damian Wayne have built, you know, or Chance Profit even, you know what I mean, that we've built for ourselves. You would think, well, they're going to be, he's going to be the one those guys are. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. And like I said, my little brother Ricky Shane is in it, and I really hope that he wins it, being honest with you. Next question. Now, I I wanted to ask my question there. What is the status of the of the uh, Mountain State Championship? Is it still sanctioned by the National Wrestling Alliance? Is it sanctioned by? Um, yes, yes. Here's 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 okay. Here's here's my take, and I'm, I may piss some people off, and I may cuss here and there. So I'm sorry if this is a family show, but when I call in, you know, I, I don't hold back anymore. I say what I feel. If it pisses the board off, if it pisses whoever off, but here's the deal with that. I took a whole year and built that title. That title didn't mean diddly squat when I got it. And that's even with struggle and other people holding it. 
None of those guys never got to the top ten. They never took the title and defended it anywhere. I took it everywhere and defended it, from Dog to Fusion to other NWA affiliates around the – you know what I'm saying? To NWA Edge, to other places, and defended the title and made it mean something, actually give it something. So why? Because the company goes into default because the owner's an idiot, okay, period, point blank, and they go under, and then Matt Epley steps in, takes over the area. Why should I let something that I work my ass off for, to make it mean something, just drop it and let it go because a new company's opening? Why? You know what I'm saying? So I didn't. So I, I went, and I and I talked with the board of directors in Mid-Atlantic, and I was like, hey, listen, nobody's ever beat me for this title, and I beat some of the best in the NWA defending it. You know what I'm saying? It's some of the best in the world. Why should I give this title up with nobody pinning my shoulders to the match? Matt Epley felt the same way. The other board of directors, they felt the same way. So they, they said, as far as we're concerned, you're still the NWA Mid-Atlantic Mountain State champion. So, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the champ of, of the Mountain State here. So uh, until somebody pins my shoulders to that belt or I relinquish the title due to something else, you know, if we was to win the World Tag Straps or something, the North American Straps, then I'd probably have to step down from that title because I'll have too many other priorities. You understand what I'm saying? To be here and yes. defend every other week because we'll have so many bookings defending the other belts. So uh, right now it, it comes down to what has to be done. And I was actually supposed to take that title to Texas and be there tonight for NWA Alt and um, – some sponsorship money fell through and different things, and me and Damian Wayne wasn't able to uh, to actually make it to Texas due to uh, just a mix-up on some plane tickets and stuff. And then we'll leave that at that, and that's all I'm going to say about it um, because Philip Sullivan done all he could trying to get it fixed. They didn't get it fixed. So we're, we're not able to be there tonight in, in Texas. We're supposed to be on Gilmer, Texas tonight, but that's why I have the weekend off. So, uh you know, but that, that's the way I feel about it. I was actually supposed to defend the NWA Mountain State, Mid-Atlantic Mid Mountain State title tonight against uh, Tim Brooks, Killer Tim Brooks' son down there, who's um, an up-and-coming guy from what I've been told in Texas. Young kid, good-looking kid. Uh, you know, his dad was a was a great back in the day. So I figured I probably would have had my hands full. But, uh, like I said, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life right now. I mean, ever. I've never been in the shape. I'm in a gym and things. So right now, I don't think anybody can beat me. Not even Rob Conway. So I assume that Tim Brooks' son must look after look like his mother if he's a good-looking kid. <laughs> well, I mean, he's put together. He he's built a lot better than his daddy was. Let's say that. So <laughs> I have another question for you. Say you and DW win the national. I mean, the North American or the World Tag Team Championships, and then one of you wins the World Heavyweight Championship, uh, would you face each other, even though you're tag team champions for that champion, for that World Heavyweight Championship? We faced, each, we faced each other two weeks ago, and a lot of people don't know it. Promoter here in West Virginia, we was booked on a show in Huntington, West Virginia, for a little promotion after we went down and worked for uh, NWA Saw on that Friday night. We actually ended up having to wrestle each other. A lot of people don't even know that. But we, they got the same match they always did. There was no hard feelings. We beat the hell out of each other for about 25 minutes. Some other guys thought they'd make a name. Some young guys in the state thought they'd make a name for themselves and hit the ring. And 
needless to say, me and D-Dad cleared the ring pretty quick, and uh, our differences of agreement was over. So, you know, we're like brothers now, me and D-Dub are. And it's like, like he said, brothers are going to fight, you know. I mean, you know, if you got a brother, how many times have you had a knockdown, drag-out fight with your brother, and 15 minutes later you're hugging and telling him you're sorry? That's what happened in West Virginia a couple weeks ago with me and Damian Wayne. We beat the hell out of each other. We took some frustration out. We felt better. So now we that's when we sat down and decided we're not going to worry about having to wrestle with each other anymore. So that's when we decided it's time to put a stand. We called out the Rochester Wrecking Crew, trying to get matches with them. They don't want to come nowhere. They want to stay in New York. He bitches about it. So, you know, that's just how I feel about that whole situation. We've worked everything we can to get a title with them, title shot. They don't want to give it to us. So they're probably going to end up stripping them or something. Who knows? I don't know what Bruce and Chris and the NWA board is going to do about it. But one way or another, sooner or later, we'll end up with those titles. And if we get a shot at KES, my money's on the lock. Believe that. So. Any more questions? I'm not sure if we still have DK. Can't believe I got you speechless. Can't believe I got you speechless. Never speechless too long. That's what, you know, makes life fun and exciting. However, I know despite the fact that you and uh, uh, Mr. Wayne are after tag team championship gold, that you got to be looking at some of the single uh, titles. And so, what are your thoughts on the new national champion, Verdell Walker, or the North American champion, uh, Kagas? You know, what, what can you say about Kagas? He's former world champ, national champ, and now the North American champ. I mean, he, that pretty much says it all in itself. Verdell Walker is one of the best young talent. How he does it, him, him and Damian Wayne, how, how those two guys, and I'll be, throw another name out, Mark Rivera. How those three guys don't have how they don't have jobs with WWE to where they get a payday every two weeks or TNA, I'll never know. I'll never know. That's three of the top guys on the independent circuit, in my opinion. Mark Brevere, Bordell Walker, who's a beast. Him and Damian Wayne, you know, I was there when Damian lost the title to Bordell. And that was the same night that Chase worked, Chase wrestled, Rob Conway. So I watched both of those matches. And I'm going to tell you, that was two great matches. You know, that, that was four Warriors right there. So Bordell's uh, a great. He'll be a great national champ. He travels like myself and Damian Wayne. There's nobody else in the NWA guys besides Rob Conway that is traveling as much as me and Damian Wayne do. It's not even close. There's nobody else that works as many affiliates as we do. There's nobody else that that, that travels, you know what I mean? You know, it, it's like a 13-hour drive for Damian Wayne to Tennessee. It's, it's like seven and a half for me. You know, when he comes through and picks me up and we go to Tennessee to wrestle for Saw and those guys. So, I mean, you know, it's not because we don't love this business and we don't put in the time to do what we need. You know, everything we've gotten in this business, me and Damian Wayne, we, we deserve. And it's because we go wrestle everywhere. We don't want in this politicking. Crap. We just want to wrestle. We just want to wrestle, and that's that's all that's all it boils down to. So, uh, you know, we don't we we don't really care what's going on with the office and everybody in it and all this other stuff. That's none of our business. We're wrestlers. We're not office. We get paid to wrestle, and that's what we do. 
So, you know, all we want is to wrestle. So, uh, Wardell Walker is going to be a great champ. Cahagas, what can you say? He travels a lot, too. Uh, he works a lot of non-NWA affiliates. He probably works more uh, affiliates that are not NWA than anybody else that has one of the, you know, the board titles. So, and, uh, you know, good choices in my opinion. Those guys are great. They work hard. Uh, they look good. And they represent the NWA well in my opinion. You know, the, the Canadian line, we need to flip those initials around, call you the, the loose cannon because you never know what you're going to get out of uh, Lance Erickson. Uh, again, July 6th, next Saturday, that's going to be the big match between you and Chase Stevens. We we wish you all the luck. And, uh, of course, yeah, that's the, for the, that's NWA, for the, that's for the NWA Mid-Atlantic Mountain State title, too. So. Oh, so the title will be on the line. So the, the title will, will be, be on the line with me, and, yeah, with me and Chase. Well, we wish you all the, all the luck on that match. And uh, we uh, hope that the uh, show has a great turnout and uh, that the uh, NWA Mid-Atlantic continues to grow out there in West Virginia. And, and uh, much success to you guys. Thank you very much. And it's always a pleasure to be on here with you guys. Um, you know, I heard through the grapevine that you're all guests had canceled. So I uh, thought I'd call in and aggravate you a little bit and, like I said, plus I wanted to call some of these guys out anyway. So, you know, uh, I'm probably the most controversial guy in the NWA just because I don't hold my tongue. So, you know, sad thing is I get more booking since I've been running my mouth and telling people how I feel. So maybe it's working. Maybe it ain't. And then the uh, the new T-shirt that's available at NWAMidAtlantic.com. So uh, I actually believe it's NWA. M-A-W.com. Yes. Yep, yep, that's what it is. I'm actually, Matt Epley told me the other day, I'm uh, I'm the top-selling shirt that he's got right now. So that's uh, that's kind of a surprise. But, you know, so I guess I must be doing something right. Especially with the uh, Diablo Jr. shirts out there. The Diablo sells quite a few shirts. I mean, he sells quite a few shirts. It's it's, uh, what can I say? Yar. I don't know. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> oh, like to see, like to see uh, Diablo Junior uh, come back and, and start working with the you guys out in the NWA Mid Atlantic. He's always fun to watch. He actually does. He is working for Mid Atlantic right now. He actually okay, worked good, for first. Yeah, he just he just oh. he had a bad draw. He uh he got a uh, Onyx, uh, who's. Uh, <laughs> You know, a huge, huge man. So he had his hands full. He, he got roughed up pretty bad. Actually, I think uh, uh, separated for something to, you know, come close to breaking his tailbone. So uh, I think he was laid up for a little while. I don't think he's booked on this next show. But uh, Diablo's working with, with NWA Mid-Atlantic. Matt Eflin's using him. So uh, you guys will be happy to happy to see it. Go to, go to the website and get the, uh, the pay-per-view, the Internet pay-per-view from the first show. I think you guys will be very, very, very satisfied with the production and also with the rest. And it was a very, very good card that night. I look forward Sounds to it. Like I, I have seen it. It is well. It is very good. I recommend it tremendously. Especially, uh, I enjoyed the Preston Quinn and uh, Mark Bravura match. That one was very good. It was old school and very enjoyable. And the whole show from top to bottom was great. Yep. Good show. I was very proud to be a part of it, and uh, 
you're right. That that may have been the match of the night was uh, PQ versus Mark Rivera. Like I said, that's how Mark Rivera doesn't have a job, I'll never know. Well, you guys keep confusing me calling him Rivera. I just call him the mofo. Well, yeah, the mofo, yeah. The <laughs> mofo mofo. He, he calls him. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark, he's something. I call him Marky Mark. He calls me sometimes about bookings and different things, and I call him Marky Mark, and he calls me Lancey Pansy. So. <laughs> well, hey, we we got to wrap it up here. Lance, uh, again, thank you for coming on today. We appreciate talking to you as always, and, again, good luck on the six, and uh, we'll we'll hear from you soon. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all, I appreciate y'all having me. Have a good day, guys. You too. Uh an unnormal day off for the Canadian line. And as always, we enjoy him coming on and shooting the breeze with us. Uh, it is at that time we ran a little bit over, but we're going to go ahead and, and say our thank yous and goodbyes. Uh, of course, B-Boy was supposed to join us today. He did not, uh, but hopefully we'll get to speak to him soon. Um, I do want to thank uh, Jason Flames, Tong Su Do uh, University. Again, you can check them out at www.tsbukarate.com uh, DKM Thank you for your contributions today on the show Jaden, again, thank you for your contributions on the show uh, I just want to say a rest in peace to Jackie Fargo uh, Matt Bourne And then also, I guess uh, I just read that Big Mama passed away as well uh, Our condolences to their families and friends and uh, one last thing, Dr. Lawrence Arconium, we wish you a happy birthday. And uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Until then, make sure you visit the website, alliance-wrestling.com, or check us out on Twitter at The Alliance Blog and on Facebook. For everyone I just mentioned, this is Jay Cow. Enjoy your wrestling weekend. God help us all. LAX presents LAMP. A modernization project so grand, it will literally move traffic. Coming soonish. Get all the details at LAXisHappening.com.